invite you for the next half hour to join us for interviews, discussion, inspiration and for strategies to help you fulfil your potential both in life and in business. Welcome along to Remarkable Woman Radio and I'm here with Nola McGowan. So hi Nola. Hello. Welcome along. Now Nola is a lawyer and has been for quite a while now. Yes, probably too long to remember, but well over 36 years. 36 years, fabulous. So Enola's um, firm is Vlackvich and McGowan. She's a partner there, and they've got offices uh, up in Whangapara as well as in Mount Eden. So I went to your website to have a look, and it's under construction at the moment. By my son. <laughs> so anyway, so Vlackvich and McGowan.co.nz um, and all the contact details for Nola is there. Um, now... You guys have a reputation for giving some skilled professional advice, you know, solid advice. And after 36 years, it must be, you know, um, interesting to see, to follow your clients through their their lifetime, really, with, with legal advice in lots of ways. Yeah, that's quite correct. I, I've sort of started acting for families and it's quite scary now. I've just got actually an agreement this morning from a grandchild of one of my clients. Wow. Um, so yes, it, it is good. You know, you know the families. You, we're a family firm and we, we follow, you know, families right through from death, dying, births, marriages, a lot. Wow. And I mean, you guys have got a lot of experience between you and the firm now. So that must give you a little bit of confidence that you can sort of cope with most things. Um, When do you draw the line or what what happens there? There's some things that we can't deal with. There's law is such a specialised area now that you've got to realise that if you can't deal with it, you brief it. And there's certain aspects of matrimonial law now, we'll brief. Criminal law, we will brief. Just Um, explain what you mean by brief. For those uh, that are not sure. Right. We'd brief a barrister. There's so many lawyers out there that are specialists in the area now. So it would be a barrister who specialises in matrimonial law, goes to court, knows all the facts on that. A criminal lawyer, different situation. It's sort of like a specialist in a way in a medical profession. Mm. You, you would refer it out to somebody who knows um, what, what the law is about in that area. Wow. So you want to have a great... Uh, you know, great references. You want to have a really good um, peer group, really. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And I, you know, the barristers that we brief, I think we have got a very good, very good um, support from them right through. So, Nola, what made you decide to be a lawyer all those years ago, like thirty six years ago? <laughs> did it choose you, or did you no, no, choose I, it? I chose law. I come from a background of teachers, um, education, and I looked at what my parents did, and I thought, no, I don't want that and it was probably when I was 13 I thought no I want to be a lawyer at that stage I wanted to be a politician uh, joined the Bob Jones party that put me off (laughs) and never went into politics so law was really what I was intending to do to get me into politics but no moved on from that saw what they like there is space in the national party oh English today is just yeah just Just um, saw that just heard it on the radio I know so it's going to be interesting times for New Zealand and so so you chose law and what about when you were studying in that were there times when you went well how on earth am I going to get through this or did you just put the bit between your teeth and just go for it it was really hard Um, law was like a whole different language to me Uh, I had no support um, from other 
other lawyers because I didn't know anybody. Mm. I knew my parents' lawyer vaguely. They'd only seen him to buy a house. So it was difficult because, you know, this terminology, like this one word called torts, it took me a whole semester to go through and actually realise what they were talking about right from the beginning, and that was the subject that I was studying. <laughs> um, I lived with my grandmother, which was amazing because she's Croatian ancestry and all she believed in was giving females an education and she has supported all her grandchildren through just getting a getting some form of education so living with Nana was actually um, the best thing for me because it made me study because she made me appreciate what education was all about and from her perspective wow so she yeah. would have been very proud Nana on the she day was. you graduated she was yeah. yeah she was and what about when you when you started um did you go and work for other people first before you started your own firm uh, yes I worked for two firms um very big firm in those days was Simpson Coates and Clapshaw now now um, another firm name and then Wilson Henry again another firm that's moved on Heskith Henry and after my three years you you have to practice for three years and you can go out on your own you know full of energy full of ideals oh gosh I can just set up practice on my own that's no problems (laughs) Um, and went back to where I came from up in Whangapura so three years I set up on my own. Wow, that's really good going. And I know we're always wondering why Whangapara, but that makes perfect sense. It was. It was where I was known. It was where my parents were. It was my sort of start of my client base, really. But, yeah, it was difficult. Um, I was the youngest woman at that stage to have set up practice on my own. In Auckland or? Well, in New Zealand at that stage. um, You know, looking back with hindsight, would I do it again? I don't think so. (laughs) I'd definitely go in with somebody for support. And isn't the the thing is hindsight's always accurate, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) But the youngest woman. And so what what are some of the biggest lessons you learned initially? You know, some of the ones that I'm sure there's some you just prefer to put away, but there's a couple that probably really stick in your mind. Well, probably the biggest thing was managing money um, and all the paperwork, which is a lot worse now. You're paying tax. (laughs) You know, I know that sounds silly, but when I first set out, I didn't even think about it because I was always on a payee, P-A-Y-E. Then suddenly you're going to employ staff. So you employ a staff member. You've got to actually make sure you've got money to pay for her or him. And that was was huge. I was lucky I had a very good accountant who helped me through that. Just putting money aside um, when they brought GST, you know, it's so tempting to say, oh, yes, I've got these mon- this money in, but you've got to pay your tax. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, I think anybody setting up practice or setting up any sort of business re- needs a really good accountant. And my biggest thing was to have a separate bank account and put my my money that wasn't really mine into that account <laughs> yeah. so that it was always there to make the payments when needed. That's actually really good advice, yeah. really good advice. So um, just having a separate bank account, almost that you, you don't want to be able to see them either, That's but these right. days everything is online and it's mm-hmm. actually far easier if you can just put it away and not see it. In any totally way. correct, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, it's too tempting. <laughs> Fantastic. So, um, so what's going on in your life at the moment, Nola? Oh, life's busy. Family's busy. Um, I'm doing a little bit of celebrant work now, which I enjoy thoroughly. Um, you know, marrying somebody's totally opposite to what I do, um, and conducting a funeral as well is the same. You know, it's it's different and mm-hmm. it's it's fun. It, for me, it's fun. Um, helping families through the tough times is it gives you. A- 
a sort of a sense of um, achievement, sense of helping somebody, whereas with the, um, somebody getting married, it's they're all full of love and it's lovely. <laughs> it just makes you laugh and smile and, okay, whatever their futures are, if I've, I'll help them somewhere along the line, it's good. It's that is brilliant. You're like the full service firm, aren't you? <laughs> could be, could be. <laughs> but it wasn't intended to be no, like that. <laughs> no, I can imagine it's actually a really nice add-on to what you do because yeah. I know from experience that you do give a lot of yourself to friends, clients and everything. So I imagine that the, the um, couples that are getting married nowadays are also going to benefit from that as well and plus some sound advice, no doubt. Well, I hope so. Yeah. Hope so. Do you give them any advice? Is there a couple of things that you, you look at this young couple or maybe not so young if it's a second marriage, but it's a young couple. What sort of things do you want them to know? Well, I always step back. I always I have to be very careful because sometimes I do try and put my lawyer hat on and I have to say, you know, step back at one step. I do advise them, have you made a will? Because marriage is revoked on a will if you haven't made will and contemplation is probably the only thing I can do. I can't talk about property agreements or you know pre pre contract um, prenup agreements or anything like that because that's outside the league. But you know, identifying them, making sure that they are aware of why they're getting married, um, that that really goes without saying. But you know, normally they they tell you why they're in love and why you know they're doing this and why they're getting married. So it's it's sort of separate to law. You know, mm-hmm. the, the lawyer in me would be saying, now, have you got your assets all tied up? You know, where do they all come from? But I can't do that because I'm, I'm not instructed as their solicitor. I'm a celebrant, totally separate. That'd be really smart if they had you on board as their celebrant <laughs> oh, and their solicitor. I know. But, oh. <laughs> Yeah, that would be a very mature couple, I think, that could cope with that because, yeah. you know, all of us have got that, that kind of, um, you know, the white dress dream on and, and you just, yeah, and it's yeah. lovely. It is lovely. Yeah, I know I've got kids that are coming up to that um, stage where they're now starting to go to their friends' weddings and things like that and it's so exciting. It, it really is. And yeah. I must admit the young couples nowadays are really, they're going back to more traditional. They're getting married, you know, as such, as opposed to being married under a tree and, just going off and barefoot and you know like probably in the 60s but they love the full wedding the big the big white dress and the not like the 80s when we got married <laughs> <laughs> we had hoops <laughs> oh my god so much fabric <laughs> yeah no they're elegant the elegant dresses and mm-hmm. you know most of the brides they really do a good thing they do like dress everything up and it's lovely it, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be expensive no it's just lovely it's what they can do there's nothing with a jam jar. Yeah. <laughs> with a jam jar. Yeah, yeah. tie a piece of string around and with flowers and it looks good. lights, it does when mm. you put it on mass like that, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. It's beautiful. Oh, that's wonderful. So you're going to get into, <laughs> into oh, no, I'm not going planning as well. <laughs> no, no, no. Leave that for you. <laughs> so once you started to, let's go back to you, put your lawyer hat mm-hmm. back on. So once you, you set up shop up in Fonga Pura and that, and how amazing is it to see the way your business has grown the way it has? I mean, you know, over the course of a number of years now, it's not just you and your business anymore? No, no it's yeah. not. I've got I've got some very good staff. I've got some very good legal staff with me who um, work really hard and I couldn't do it without them. But it is, it's a lot of hard work. You know, I still do uh, very long hours and probably I shouldn't be doing that. But um, I want to try and make sure that I get things done for a client. Um, just actually before I came in here, I was taking a phone call from somebody um, because I I knew who the client was and I knew they would be waiting for my response. So, um, you know, 
clients do come first sometimes, but your family also has to come first and you've got to make some sacrifices on that part too. Yeah. So employing more staff is really important. And being able to delegate. Delegate, and, and I must admit I'm very hard. I'm, I find it difficult to delegate because I still like to keep in control. I know. How do you do that? Like, because that's, that's my problem as well. Mm-hmm. I want to delegate, but I want to also oversee everything as well. And it's not a great, it's not great for, you know, well, taking things off your plate. It's quite good. We've, um, I've gone out on a, I'll probably do a little bit of advertising here, but Action Step, which is a, an amazing program, which I never thought I would be on. And you can see the emails coming in and you can see things. So you're sort of still keeping in control, but you know who's dealing with it. And you can just, you know, flick on to the system and you can you can just check what everybody's been doing. I can I can actually see who's what files they've been working on and things like that. It's, wow. that's So that's called Action Step. It's called Action Step. It's actually a really good program. Um, for lawyers anyway Mm. and it took me a long time to accept to go out into the cloud and all of that but boy I'm really happy with it really happy I've still got a lot to learn on it I mean it's got so many features but it's really helped us because I know um, in the lawyer's office that I, you know, that I've seen from time to time that, you know, there's paperwork up the yin-yang, I mean, for yeah. want of a better word. I mean, how do you deal with that? Well, we're trying to minimise our paperwork with this, um, but it is hard. I'm, you know, I must admit I like paper. Mm. I like to Me see too. the title. I like to get the paperwork and, and read it against it. Um, I've got two screens now, which is very impressive, so oh. that um, I can see one thing and then one thing on the other, uh, which is... It's a big move for me. Uh, so that's cutting a little bit down on paper. We're supposed to be trying to be a paperless office. We will never be a paperless office because mm. you just can't. You've got to hold documents that are, you know, like wills and things like mm. that. They have to be held. But we're definitely trying. So it's probably the way of the world. Oh, two screens. So, you know, Ooh, next know, time you'll be, you'll be like you'll be like on an aircraft. Absolutely. <laughs> you'll be taking over. <laughs> Watching you and you and you. (laughs) Yeah, no, the screen's working really well. Okay. So that's a good answer. (laughs) That's brilliant. In fact, I might use that. I had um, two screens up this morning because I was on a call and I had, and I just, one screen wasn't enough for the paperwork that I needed. So, yeah, so that's really cool. So aside from action step, how do you juggle everything? Because I know that obviously you're really busy at work and then you fit in being a celebrant as well. And... Then you also do charity work. So how do you fit it all in? No, I've got a good husband, so he helps. Um, we, we've always been a team. It's never husband, wife, do this or do that. He, he does things for me. I do things for him. So um, I think it's really good family support. It's always been good family support for me, being able to work right through. Um, even when I had children, it was... Um, I was very lucky. I had two sets of grandparents who desperately wanted to look after the children. So Desperately you know, wanted to. Oh, my gosh, wouldn't that be amazing? It was. Yeah. It yeah. was amazing. So, um, you know, without them, I couldn't have done it. So, yeah. yes, I think it's family support. Good diary system. I, I still use, a, like what you're writing, sort of like a big book diary at the moment. I still use that. Give myself a lot of notes. 
um, sometimes I forget the notes and I have to go back and I think, gosh, I haven't done that, so I need to go back. I love writing down what I'm going to do in a day and crossing it out. Yeah. Once I've achieved it, then I feel I've achieved something. It's great, isn't it? Because every year I have a little battle. Well, will I go digital or will I stay on paper? Mm-hmm. And this year I just, and I'll end up buying a couple of diaries and then I'll try, you know, and it's just pathetic. And I've decided that that is my system for settling into the year now and just not beat myself up. But I always go back to paper because yeah. if I can write it and see it, I feel like it stays yeah. in there. So, well, we've got our digital diary yeah. and our, you know, new program. Um, but I, I just like my paper. Mm, I do too. It's got to be the right paper too. Absolutely. <laughs> good paper, good pens. <laughs> That's right. And you just told everyone how old-fashioned I was <laughs> as well. So we're just going to take a break for some music and we'll be right back in just a couple of minutes.
And welcome back to Remarkable Woman Radio. I'm here with Nolan McGowan from Vlakovich and McGowan. And we're just having a, a great talk about planning and organising and all sorts of things <laughs> at the moment. Now, Nola, um, what are you currently working on that you're really excited about? I know we talked about being a celebrant. Are you building that up to be more or have you got some other things coming oh. away? I would like to build up my celebrant work for when I retire. So probably at the age of, gosh, nearly 60 now, um, you know, you've got to look and say at one point in time you do need to retire. So probably I'm planning for my retirement. How's that? Not not immediately, but, you know, it's going to take at least five years. I can't imagine you retired, actually. <laughs> I, I think I think I will like being retired, but I'm always doing something. So mm-hmm. that's why celebrant works in the background. So that if I'm, you know, our intention is to move to Waiheke to retire. And once we're on the island, um, I think, you know, it'll come flow through naturally. Maybe I'll do some more work, you know, part-time or whatever. Um, But you're probably right. The practice has still been my baby. Yeah, it's been your (laughs) other baby. That's (laughs) right. And it's going to take a long time to just work out, find the right people to move in and probably still be in an advisory role and Mm. and help out. But probably, yes, so my next five years is, is looking at fact of retirement and just what you want to fill your time with and absolutely absolutely and it's you can't you know law's not something you can just walk out and say goodbye you know it's it takes a little bit of time to work through yeah yeah i bet it does actually and you've got and because of the relationship that you've built up i mean people are coming to see you at the end of the day aren't they you know because they rely on that experience that advice and yeah but, but, you know, I've got some good people coming through, so that's the whole idea is hopefully that it'll all be a nice merger, you know. I can just see your retirement. You'll have that action step there yeah. and you'll be <laughs> with not. all your screens keeping an eye on things. <laughs> hope not. <laughs> no, hopefully you're drinking wine and doing Absolutely. lots of lovely weddings or something like that. And yeah, good Island. red wine's better. <laughs> do you have any weddings coming up for Valentine's Day? Do you find mm. many people get married then? No, I'm not doing Valentine's mm. Day. I look, I only do it by word of mouth. I've got my next wedding's in March. Oh. And nice. so, and it's it's a lovely couple. So you know, it's really good because it takes a little while to all plan through. I just did one last week, and the poor bride got rained out, but oh, it was lovely though. You know, it was you another alternative. That's right, and it was a beautiful wedding. Oh, how neat! Um, now, when do you have a guiding principle or theme in your life, or this could be something for you as well as what your business stands for as well? I think my guiding principle is treat people like you want to be treated Um, and that's certainly like how you talk to people on the phone. Like if I've lost it on the phone, I feel really upset because I would never want that to really happen in real life, um, Mm -hmm. quote unquote. So yes, just treating people like you would like to be treated and my mother's always had a saying, you know, true friends are like... um, Diamonds precious and rare, but false friends are like autumn leaves found everywhere. And certainly is friendship, you know, friendship, family, keeping that together. Um, And, you know, it's a saying mum always said to us. And so that's sort of been my guiding principle. As you know, I've got some very good friends, long-time friends, Mm -hmm. that have been there right from the word go. And they're still friends. And that's really important to me, friends and family. Could you repeat your mother's saying again? Because okay. I love that. Just in case someone's driving and going, hang on a minute, what did she just say there? Okay, true friends are, sorry, tr- yes, true friends are like diamonds, precious and rare. False friends are like autumn leaves found everywhere. 
And that's really brilliant because I know a lot of kids um, in this for some of the women in business that are listening to this as well. They've got children maybe and they and their kids are worried that they don't have, you know, a lot of friends and sometimes they don't realise the value of a couple of really good friends. Yeah. yeah. No, I love that. And that's true. And it's, you know, you don't need to see them every day, mm-hmm. but you know they're there when they're needed. Have you got any more of your mother's wisdom? Oh, there's lots of mum. Mum's 91 and I've just spent the weekend with her. Unfortunately, her, um, her brother died. So we've oh. spent the weekend um, going down there and catching up with family and friends. Um, mum has a lot of wisdom. She's mum, My mother is very religious and, you know, most of her wisdom is based on God. And she does, you know, that's mum's belief and it's really got her through and through a lot of hard times. So. And she's 91 now. 91. Wow. That's mm. amazing. Well, I hope she listens to this this afternoon <laughs> you just never know <laughs> so now that was a great little saying but is there what is the best piece of advice best piece of advice that you've received um, or maybe that you wish you'd given yourself when you were younger well, that's a hard question. Probably the best, I think, is just to follow your dreams. Um, probably that's come from mum as well because, you know, as a female, you can you can achieve anything you want to if you really follow that through. Because when I started law, it was, you know, basically a woman on her own practising was hardly ever going to be achieved, um, let alone a young woman. Um, so you just, you know, if you follow your dreams, if you plan it out, you, you can achieve. Um, it's a lot harder nowadays. I totally appreciate that with all the new rules and regulations and, you know, drives anybody nuts with what you've got to do now. But just really, if you want to do something, you can do it. You know, just plan it. Plan it and follow your dreams and then yeah. follow through on their dream. Absolutely. You've got to follow through. Everybody can have dreams, but without planning your dreams, you will never get there. And just moving your feet towards just it as well. Moving your feet, yeah. step by step. It's And that's actually really good advice because um, a lot of us want the big dream, but it's, sometimes it could be too big that don't even get started so it's just that step by step and sometimes you've got to just say yes too because obviously you did say yes to your own firm back then and then just go now what it's like hello here I am that's (laughs) right but you've also got to learn to say no too and that's probably my hardest problem at the moment is I take on too much and I accept that you you do so. How do you cope with that? It, it's get your planning book out again. Yeah, get your planning book out and, and prioritize. Um, and you know sometimes our files are left aside where they shouldn't be, and that's something that I've got to work through too. So I think that's I think anybody who's a busy person, mm-hmm. you do get it done. Um, might mean working in the weekends, but you do get it done. How do you make time for yourself? Because I think with all the busyness that goes on here now, that becomes really important, doesn't it? Well, I'm finding why hickey. <laughs> Um, that's my my bolt hole. Um, hopping on that ferry. Once you're on that ferry, it just feels that you're on it a holiday. You know, just as soon as you hit, hit the ferry, you're on there. Have a glass of wine. You're on. You're relaxed. You're overseas. I'm overseas. Absolutely, and I love it. And where we are, you know, I can just hide away. Doesn't matter. I may not see anybody, but it's just lovely. Ah, oh, I just did that down at Mount Monganui. Um, friends Airbnb. It was amazing. Just yeah. to yeah, it was just lovely. Just to get away. Just to get away. So what is something that you um, that you do that you wish you'd done years ago to assist yourself? Now, that may be a bit similar to the previous question, but is no, there something? I'm probably going to the gym, oh. okay? Um, I know that sounds really very weird, um, but I've got back into going with a personal trainer. I really wish that I... 
um, had done that on a regular basis when I was younger, probably mm-hmm. after I had the children, so that I kept fit because if you're not fit, I don't think you can cope with anything really. Um, so going, yes, going back to the gym, even though it's 5.30 in the morning, um, twice a week, it is it's making a big difference for me. I feel, I feel much better. Um, I can I can last a day a lot longer um, mm-hmm. than when I did before. So, And it's something for you that you're doing, isn't it? It's definitely for yeah. me. Yeah. Absolutely for me. Yeah. Um, and I just think it doesn't matter. It's really just keeping fit and keeping to a good diet. And um, now going outside of your comfort your comfort zone, now you've done that a lot. You've had a lot of challenges there. How did you cope and what have you learned as a result? And it's a big question for only a minute or two yeah, left. Okay, it. just going out of your comfort zone, as you probably know, I've had um, a son that was very sick and that would have been my biggest part was actually to listen to doctors, to listen to somebody who was um, taking over my life when I lost actual control because they were the ones that were going to help him. So I think it's the biggest thing for you is sometimes you have to listen to other professionals and take their advice, even though it's so hard sometimes. Mm -hmm. And just sit back and take the advice when needed. Um, Especially any time you're out of your comfort zone, there's always somebody you can get advice from. So just go and ask. Just ask, yeah. So, Nola, what is most remarkable about you and what you do? I ask all of my clients or all of my guests um, this question so don't be shy. Well I don't see myself as remarkable (laughs) I really don't. Isn't that interesting? Um, Everyone says a very similar thing. Um, I just see myself as a hard working person, as somebody that had a goal and looked at it and, and hopefully have achieved what I wanted but I'm still looking for more goals to achieve. But that's brilliant. So you've really followed through on your dream and your goal, and that is remarkable. So thank you so much for joining me on Remarkable Woman Radio today, Nola. So you can find Nola at vilakovichandmcgowan.co.nz if you'd like to get in contact with her. Thank you so much. Thank you.